0: So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. And I'll see you inside our group. Woohoo! we made it to episode 20 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great Y'all, I am so excited. Today is episode 20 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast, and I i guess I don't know what I expected because I knew once I started this podcast that I would be recording episodes every week, but 20 episodes feels like a huge milestone. That means it's been 20 weeks of me sharing tips and ideas and strategies, and I have just had so much fun with this podcast, and I am so grateful to each and every one of you who listen and tune in weekly, whether it is Monday morning on your drive to work or Monday afternoon when you're coming home or later in the week when you're having a minute to catch up to the episodes. And I absolutely love all of you that have left reviews and have reached out to me on Instagram, letting me know that you listen. It truly means the world to me. So thank you. I'm just taking a little moment to celebrate here because 20 feels like such a huge milestone to me. I'm also super excited about this episode because this topic today that we are talking about is something that I have been wanting to either do a training on or a workshop or go in more in depth since last summer, summer of 2020. So last summer, I hosted a workshop, a free workshop for teachers that was all about how to create a highly engaged reading block. And it was a ton of fun. And I got to share a lot of my favorite engagement strategies with all the participants. And just so you guys know, I will be hosting a similar workshop later in July, so get excited. But I also know if you guys are currently in the classroom right now, that you know that this is the time of year where students become highly disengaged. (laughs) Teaching in the spring is hard. There is test prep. There is the end of year. This year, I know students are really fatigued with all of the virtual stuff they've had to deal with. And so now is the time that you are probably trying to think about, how am I going to keep my kids engaged until the end of the year? So today, I really wanted to dig a little bit deeper into one of those engagement strategies that I shared last summer, and that's this idea of inspired action. Now, when I shared this idea during the workshop, a lot of teachers were like, what? What is inspired action? And it wasn't really a term that they had heard of, and If I'm being honest, I kind of made up that term myself. So if you've never heard of inspired action, you are not alone. But today I'm going to go ahead and use my podcast platform to explain what it is and dig a little bit deeper into this idea of inspired action. So first of all, let's just get on the same page. What is inspired action? When I say this term that I made up, what do I mean by it? Inspired action is this idea that our students will read a story They will have a reading experience with a text. And as a result of that experience, they will be inspired and motivated to take some sort of action. Sounds amazing, right? But that's what we want. There are a ton of quotes floating around the internet. I see them pop up on Instagram and Pinterest that talk about the power that books have to change the world. But it's not that books actually change the world. But books have the power to change people, and those people have the power to change the world. While as teachers, I know we care about the academics and the standards our students are expected to master, I also know that we care so deeply about helping our students to change and to grow and to kind and caring and just and empowered individuals who are motivated to change the world. No teacher becomes a teacher because they think, well, I really want my students to master standard RL 4.2. No, they become teachers because they care about kids and they want to inspire and they want to motivate and they want to change the future. That's probably why you became a teacher. And here's the thing, though. Like most things, our students need to be taught or shown what is possible. So if we want our students to have this mindset that I have the power to take action and my actions can make a difference. If that's what we want them to believe about themselves, then we need to teach them and train them in a way that gets them to think about taking action all of the time. We need to get them to realize that anytime they read a book or really have any learning experience, that they can use that experience to change themselves, to help others, to do something that is going to have a lasting impact on their community. So incorporating this idea of inspired action is one way to help your students learn how to change the world. Okay, so I feel like I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here, and I could just go on because this is something that I'm super excited and passionate about, if you can't tell by the enthusiasm in my voice today. But before I share with you how to get started with inspired action, I want to give you a few concrete examples of what this practically looks like in your classroom. So you have a little bit better idea of what it is that I'm talking about. And I'll talk about this a little bit later on. But my last couple years working in a school, I worked at an international baccalaureate school and we planned thematic units. All of our lessons were connected together and it was an inquiry based approach to teaching and taking action was really one of the pillars of that curriculum. And our goal was to help our students see that they can take action as a result of their learning. And again, like that's really what we want as teachers. And so these examples are really some examples that maybe not the exact same books that I'm gonna share, but these are examples that happened either in my classroom or in another teacher's classroom during my experience teaching in an IB school. So here are some concrete examples of what inspired action could look like. So let's say that you read the book Each Kindness by Jacqueline Woodson. And if you are not familiar with this book, go order it right now on Amazon. I highly recommend it. It is great for teaching character traits, making inferences, theme, and so many other just really good reading skills. But it's also a book that kids can really connect to. And it is about a story about this girl who misses an opportunity to show kindness for one of her classmates. And she can't get that opportunity back. And she kind of lives and struggles with this regret of not taking action. And it's something that all of our students can relate to. So let's say that you read this book to your whole class. It's all about kindness, obviously, because it's in the title. And after you read that book to your students, maybe you have a group of students who are interested in starting a classroom kindness challenge. They read the book, they were inspired, and now they want to take action. They want to do something in your classroom as a result of reading that book. Here's another example. Let's say you read a wordless picture book. And if you've not incorporated wordless picture books into your read-aloud routine, I would recommend it. Bill Thompson and David Weisner are some of the greatest authors for wordless picture books. And wordless picture books are really great for making inferences, asking questions, author's purpose, summarizing, really so many other skills. And one of the things that I love about using wordless picture books is that it leaves kids wondering. It kind of leaves them hanging because while they can interpret, what is going on? It really is this sort of like, okay, well, what did the author really mean? What, why did they write this story with these pictures? What story are they trying to tell? So there's a lot of wiggle room for interpretation. So let's say you read this book, you discussed it, you explored it in depth. And after you've read this book to your class, you have students or a student who is really, really curious about what the author intended to communicate. And so they want to write the author a letter asking what their meaning was and share their own interpretation. Interpretation. They read a book, they were inspired, and now they want to take some action. Okay. Here's one more example. Let's say you read The Sandwich Swap by Queen Rania Al-Abdullah. And again, if you've never read this book, it is fantastic mentor text for both reading and writing. And this story is about two friends who are from different cultures, and they were best friends and did everything together. Until they realized how different their lunches were. And they were both equally disgusted by what the other girl brought for lunch. And their lack of open mindedness really led to a rift in their friendship. But spoiler alert, they eventually patch things up. And then they also figure out a way to celebrate each other's cultures as well as all of the other cultures in your classroom. And so maybe after you've read this book, you have students in your class who get the idea to help celebrate and explore all of the cultures represented in your classroom, or even the cultures that aren't. And maybe they want to do either a class potluck or a show and tell where students get to bring in artifacts from home. Again, your students read a book, they were inspired, and they want to take action. In all of these examples, and like I said, these were examples that came from either my own teaching experience or teaching experiences in other teachers' classrooms at the school I taught at. But in all of these examples, students were exposed to a book that had stories that inspired them to do something as a result of reading those texts. And if you think about it, I bet that your students come to you all of the time with ideas that they have as a result from either their reading or their learning experiences, but they might not realize that they actually have the possibility to take action on those ideas. And that's what we want with incorporating this idea of inspired action into our classroom. We want our students to realize that they can actually take action, even if it's small, and small actions can lead to a big impact. We want our students to realize and understand that reading experiences have the power to change and transform us. We want our students to realize that even though they are kids, they can take actions that can have a big impact. And it can be either a big impact on their own personal learning and understanding, or it can have a big impact on their community, even their classroom, their family in which they live. And we also want our students to realize that our experiences with a book can extend long past the last page of a book because all of these things Are not only gonna help our students become lifelong readers and realize the power that books have in their lives and motivate them to want to read more, but they're also gonna help turn them into amazing individuals that can have an impact on the world. These are gonna be the world changers here if our students learn to take action at a young age. Hopefully, now you have kind of a better understanding of what inspired action is and what I mean by that term. And maybe you even understand why it's important. And now you're wondering, okay, well, that sounds great, but I don't teach at an international baccalaureate school and this is definitely not something my students are used to doing. So how do I get started with it? How do I go about getting my students to a point where they are coming up with their own ideas and that they are able to actually follow through and implement them? Because let's be honest, a lot of the ideas I mentioned, they might not happen if our kids aren't trained or taught how to think in that way about books. So that's exactly what we want them to do. We want to teach our students how to think about books in a way that helps them understand that they can come up with ideas and then act upon them. If you want to get started with inspired action, there are a few really practical, easy things you can do. And just sort of realize that this is not something that happens overnight in your classroom. This is something that happens as a result of ongoing conversations and opportunities and chances for your students to try things out and explore things. And so if this is something you want to get started with, I would just start. And try to get your students to come up with ideas and take some action. And if it doesn't go perfectly the first time, that's okay. It's a learning process for you and your students. But a couple of things that you can do that are practical. The first thing I would encourage you to do is ask open-ended questions at the end of your read aloud. And not open-ended questions like, you know, what do we think about the character's decisions? Or, you know, what do you think the author's purpose was? But questions that get them to think about the meaning of the book. And if we want our students to realize that a book can inspire them, we really need to start planting those seeds every time we read aloud. And like I said, I spent the last couple of years of my teaching experience working in an international baccalaureate school. And this experience really changed the way I thought about teaching and how teaching really is not just, you know, our teaching is not in isolated buckets, but everything connects together. And our goal of our instruction really was for students to make connections across content areas. And then understand that the knowledge that they make by connecting what they're doing in reading to math and science and how all of these things connect together is really what is empowering them to take action. And so pretty much at the end of every read aloud or at the end of really lesson, every lesson, we would ask our students a series of questions. And I love these questions. We would ask them, what? What did we learn? And that really gets them to summarize what was the main point of the learn? What was the main point of the read aloud? And then we'd follow up by saying, so what? And that really is getting them to think about why is this important? Why was this book important for the author to write? What ideas, what themes, what did the author want us to learn to the point where they would write and publish a book? What is the importance of this book? Why is it important? And then the last question, this is the kicker. Now what? How does that learning change us? What will we now do with our new learning? And when we ask these questions, and it might take your students a while to get in the habit of asking these questions and answering them of what, what did we learn? So what? Why is it important? And now what? How does that change us? But once we start asking those questions regularly, our students start to realize and make the connections that our learning should change us, that our learning should inspire us to take action. And Once you ask those questions and you get your students talking about them over and over, you will start to realize that these three questions really have the power to open up the floodgates of creativity and possibility, and you will be impressed with what your students come up with. So if you're excited or inspired to incorporate this idea of getting your students to take action, start with these three questions. What? So what? Now what? And then just see what happens. So once your students are starting to come up with the ideas, then you really need to start giving them a framework for what is possible because your students are so creative. They have so many ideas. And unless we sort of help contain or frame them, they could come up with things that, you know, really would be impossible for nine and 10 year olds to take action on. And so more than likely, when your students start coming up with what could we possibly do, they're going to dream big, which is amazing. And we want them to do that. But we also need to realize that in order to get to the big ideas, we kind of have to start small. So you want your students to really focus on how can they take action within their own personal sphere of influence? How can they either change themselves or how can they change or impact their community? So if they're starting to think about now what, really get them to think about now what can we do within our community? How can we help students that are in our classroom? You know, how can we help our family members? How can we assist another student? Is there something that we could do to make our school community a better place? So really thinking about what they can control within their immediate community. But you also want them to realize that sometimes this inspired action can be focused on themselves. How can they research a topic to learn more about something and stay informed? How can they make a personal goal or commitment or contract to themselves that will help them to become a better person? How can they even take small actions that only involve themselves, maybe something like inviting a student to sit with them at lunch or writing a thank you note that only requires them to take action but still can have a big impact? So we want our students to realize that, yes, actions can be big, but when we start with small actions that impact ourselves and our community, those can add up over time and can still have a huge impact. And it just gets them thinking in this idea of, I can take action every single day based off of something that I can learn. Once your students are used to coming up with ideas and even taking those big ideas and sort of, you know, framing them down or bringing them down to the micro level of how can they do things themselves or within their community, then we need to actually get them to take the action. And so one of the things that you can do is model how you take action yourself as a result of your learning. And maybe you're thinking, well, I don't really take action. But trust me, you do. For example, if you're listening to this podcast and you decide to take action on it, that is you taking action as a result of your learning. Think about all of the research books that you've read that have changed the way that you teach. Or think about if you've read even a fictional book or historical fiction book. And as a result, you decide to research something because you want to know more about the time period. Or you order another book because you want to read something else. All of those are small examples of action when you share those with students, again, you are sort of giving them an insight or a preview into your, your own personal life and how your learning and your reading experiences inspire you to change something about your life or your classroom or whatever it is. And so share some of those things with your students. And it really could be something as simple as telling your class, I was reading this book last night, whatever it was. And as I was reading, I realized I wanted to learn more about whatever the topic was. So I decided to do some research. And guess what I learned? That right there can be a very powerful example because you're telling your students you read something, you had an idea, you wanted to learn more, and then you acquired some new knowledge. Even that right there, if they understand that reading is meant to inspire us to take action, like that little bit will have a long impact on their life because they are seeing that they can read and then do research to learn more about that topic. So model and share examples of what you do to take action as a result of your own reading and learning experiences. And then the other thing that you want to do is help facilitate and guide your students into taking action as a whole class. And when you start with taking action as a whole class, eventually your students will start to take action individually or in small groups, but you got to kind of start somewhere. And so I want to say, I don't want to say it's easy, but it can be easy to do this as a whole class. And you kind of follow the framework that I've been sharing, but you read a book We talk about how that book has inspired us, and we come up with ideas on how we could take action as a class, and then show them how to make a plan. If your students want to have a kindness campaign in your classroom, talk about what that could look like. How long is this campaign going to go on? Who's going to be involved? What materials do you need? What are the rules? What are the guidelines? What's the ultimate goal of it? And show them how to think through the steps to actually make a plan. If your students want to write an author to a letter, or write a letter to an author, I mean figure out who's the author, what questions we want to ask, who's actually going to write it, who's going to find the address. Maybe it's even just researching a topic. Which students are going to do research? When's the deadline for the research? How are they going to report it back to the class? So give them some actual guidelines to facilitate taking the action and show them what it looks like to have an idea and then put that idea into motion. And it's going to be rocky and it's going to be rough and it's not going to be perfect. But if you just get started, your students are going to refine that process of reading being inspired, and taking action. So hopefully I've given you a few ideas on how you can get started with this idea of inspired action. And let me just recap. The first thing you should do is start by asking these powerful questions at the end of every read aloud or learning experience. What? What did we learn? So what? Why is it important? Now what? How is this learning going to change us? And then you want to help your students focus their ideas on action, on what action they can take to within their own community or their own selves. How can they change themselves or their community first? And then you want to model and guide your students into actually taking action as a class. And when you regularly do these things, your students will start to come up with ideas on their own that will start to take on, they will start to take their own action. And it is going to be so fun and amazing for you to watch as a teacher. When I think back to all of the different experiences that I had or observed in our school, it is really impressive to think about. We had students that as a result of giving the opportunity to think about ideas and actually take action, we had students who put together an art show. They painted. They created their own art. They put on an art show. They invited the parents to come in. They invited other school members. They actually sold their art, not for a lot, obviously, but then they donated money to a local charity. And they got to see that their action had an impact on a local charity. We had a class that had this idea. They wanted to build a buddy bench on the playground. And so they they noticed that there was new kids in the class and they wanted them to have friends. And so the idea of the buddy bench was kids who needed a friend at recess would go sit on the buddy bench and then that would be a signal to the rest of the class or the kids out there that that kid needed to be invited to play. And so this was an idea the class had. They got their parents to help them get the supplies and build it. And they built a buddy bench for our school. We had the science or science classes that wanted to plant a garden. We had classes classrooms that got buddy classrooms and they came to their classrooms on Friday afternoons to read because they wanted to help the kindergartners have positive experiences with reading. We had classes that connected with pen pals in other countries to learn what school life is like over there. We had kids that created art to display in our school building. We even had kids that did simple things like making pledges and class oaths about how they were going to treat, you know, students or take care of our school environment, even just writing thank you letters or notes. And all of these things while they are small, These are the things that our students are going to remember when they leave the classroom and they leave the school. And these are the things that are going to help turn them into adults that will learn how to take action. So like I said, it doesn't need to be huge. And let me warn you, when your students first get started or feel like they have this idea to take action... They're more than likely going to want to save the world because that's how kids are. They've got the purest and sweetest hearts. They're going to want to raise money to donate to charities, and they're going to want to adopt all of the abandoned animals in your city, and they're going to want to build houses with Habitat for Humanity or do food drives or collect food for the food shelf. And those things aren't bad, but we want our students to take a few steps back and realize that this inspired action from what we read, can take. we can take action on the thoughts and ideas and impact ourselves and change ourselves and our community on a smaller level. And it's those small things that add up over time. And it's the small habits because every day our students can't do a food drive. Every day they can't collect money and donate to charity. Every day they can't adopt abandoned pets. But every day they can invite a new friend to sit with them at lunch. Every day they could hold the door for somebody at your school. Every day they could write a thank you note. Every day they could do some research and learn something new. And if they develop these small habits every day of taking action, they are gonna add up and have a huge impact. So y'all, I hope that you are feeling a little inspired from this podcast. This might have been one of my favorite episodes to record just because I think it is such an important thing to give our students the permission to dream and come up with ideas on how they can make their community and themselves just better. I hope you are feeling a little bit more inspired to incorporate inspired action in your classroom. And if you have more questions about it or want to talk more, reach out to me. Y'all know I love connecting with you. I am at the Stellar Teacher Company on Instagram. And I know this is kind of a big topic with engagement. So I hope you'll join me again next week where I'm going to be sharing some more ideas that are maybe a lot more practical and easy to implement that are going to help you keep your students engaged in reading all the way until the very last day of school. I hope you all have a stellar week and I will talk to you next Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at StellarTeacher.com. I'll see you back here next week.